This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah, Nahmaduhu, and Estainu, and Estahdi, and Arudu Bilahim in Shururi and Fusina, or Minsayati Amalina, may Yahdi Hilahu, Fala Mudilla, or may Yudil, Fala Hadiella, or Ashadu Allah, Ilaha, Ilahu, Wahda, who Lashari Kala, or Ashadu Anna Mohammed and Abduhu, or Rasulu, Sallallahu, or Salam, or Baraka Ali, or Ala Ali, or Sahbihi Ajmain. Ya, you had Ladina Amanu Takullaha Haka to Kati, or let a Mutuna Illa, and to Muslimun. Ya, you had Nasu Taku Rabakumuladi Holakakum in Nafsi. واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما ألا فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدث بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ألا فاتقوا الله عباد الله واتقوا يوما ترجعون فيه إلى الله ثم توفى كل نفس ما كسبت وهم لا يظلمون O servants of Allah and O children of Adam We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We praise him and we seek refuge in Allah And we seek his assistance And we testify that whomsoever Allah guides, none can misguide, and whomsoever He misguides, then none can guide, and we request praises and blessings upon our master and teacher and the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah gather us with him in Jannah. Ameen. I testify that there's no one worthy of worship besides one Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger. Brothers and sisters in Islam, welcome to another episode, our Friday episode moments with the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his companions for today's episode we want to take a moment from the life of the companions with each other as found in at-tabarani a, a book of narrations that goes back to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. And in particular, we want to discuss the narration by Abdullah ibn Hassan, or otherwise known as Abu Madina, in which he mentioned, subhanAllah, a practice of some of the companions when they would leave each other for long periods of time. They would give each other advice, right? But what was unique in the practice of some of them was that they would actually recite Surah Al-Asr in terms of the advice that they would leave with their fellow brother. And in reciprocating this, the brother receiving the surah would recite the surah back to the departing brother. Subhanallah, how amazing was the relationship between the companion and uh, between the companions and also their relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah Al-Asr. A surah subhanallah that many of us consider very short and it is from the shortest surahs of the Quran. However, by Allah, it is extremely long in terms of meaning, in terms of implications. And I bring about today's lesson in light of us completing a week already, subhanAllah, from our month, the month of Ramadan. And very soon we will close the door to the first 10 days and first 10 nights of Ramadan. And brothers and sisters, 
whether we believe it or not very soon, we will be searching for the night of power. Inshallah, may Allah preserve us in his obedience. Ameen. And may Allah grant us barakah in our time. Time is flying. And this is not a strange statement. It's a common statement. Everybody's talking about how fast time is passing us by. We waited for Ramadan since last year. And we can remember what we did on Eid last year. But subhanAllah, it feels like Ramadan and Eid was just last month and all of a sudden Ramadan is upon us and all of a sudden almost half of the month will leave us this is from the signs of Qiyamah no doubt brothers and sisters in Islam because the Prophet ﷺ told his companions that from uh, the signs of the hour from the signs of the hour is this concept of zaman, which uh, is translated as the coming together of time right? some scholars translate it uh, based on uh, the understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam means here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will lift the blessings from time. Right? So time will feel like it's coming together. Some of the scholars um, in Islam have explained it to, to mean that cities will grow bigger, which means the distance between cities will be shorter, which means travel time will become shorter. Um, however, many of the scholars of Islam such as Imam al-Nawawi, Qadi Iyad, uh, also al-Hafid ibn Hajar, al-Asqalani, uh, and from the contemporary scholar Shaykh ibn Uthaymeen, rahmatullahi alayhim ajma'een, they are of the opinion that it refers to the concept of barakah being lifted. And we actually live it, brothers and sisters in Islam, where 24 hours feels like just 12 hours, Allahul Musta'an, right? So this is from the signs of Qiyamah. And we need to be extra diligent. And we need to be uh, in, in, a, in an acute state of awareness with regards to the second hand and the ticks. Uh, that it completes. We have to be super aware of this brothers and sisters in Islam. Why? Because our greatest asset is the asset of time. And we realize this in the month of Ramadan, even more so, subhanAllah. You know, time has an absolute value. With every human being, the value is the same. Money has a relative value. To some people, you know, a hundred pounds or a hundred dollars is a lot. And to others, it's a little. But with time to everyone, it's a lot. Why? Because we are nothing but time, subhanAllah. Now, as Ramadan is running past us, I highlight to you all this practice of the companions in sharing advice with you all. Well, Asr, subhanAllah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins the surah, he, as always with amazing eloquence, which proves subhanAllah that this Quran is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well, Asr. Al-Asr refers to a moment of time. But which moment has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taken an oath by? And remember, Allah doesn't take an oath by anything except to highlight its importance, except to bring our attention to it, except to teach us how, subhanAllah, this moment in time is special with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is important with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah can take an oath by anything because He's the creator of everything. And by Him taking an oath by anything, He's actually taking an oath by Himself. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he takes an oath by time, but in particular, time which is about to end. Time which is running out. Al-Asr, right, refers to the last moments of something. The last moments of the day. And that's why we pray Salatul Asr just before or during the portion of the day that comes just before sunset. Because that is the time that represents the last moments of the time of the day. And even in, in the Arabic language, we call fruit juice al-asir. Al-asir refers to squeezed fruits, the juice that you extract from the fruits, the remainder of the fruit. What remains from the fruit is the juice, is the liquid that you've extracted from it. It's called al-asir. Subhanallah. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts the surah in a way that subhanallah grabs our attention as if we feel or he puts us in the circumstance where we feel time is running out, we have to do something. What is that something that we have to do? And that is why the scholars of tafsir explain Surah Al-Asr to be the surah of survival. Right? Survival. It's the, the, the minimum viable requirement of every believer. Right? The minimum viable requirement of every believer is in Surah Al-Asr. If you want the bare minimum, which is savior from the hellfire and to get into Jannah, you have to look after the surah. This is the surah of survival. Okay? In other surahs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions rewards that are greater. Right? Than just the entry level rewards. But here we are being told that this is the minimum level activity from you, O Muslim, right? To survive, to make it through. Subhanallah, to be saved from the hellfire and to enter into paradise. Right? The minimum uh, viable requirement. Allah says, Again, grabbing our attention. Time is running out. And then Allah says, Indeed, all of mankind is drowning in loss. Subhanallah. We don't have time to go into the specifics, the linguistic specifics here, but I'm trying to give it's a it's a it's 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 a it's I mean it's a translation that we can say is close to the expressive nature, the deep expressive nature of the Arabic verse. Indeed, all of mankind is drowning in loss. And no doubt this grabs our attention. Firstly, time's running out. Then we all drowning in loss. It's not that we in loss, we're drowning, it's sucking us down. And this creates a sense of emergency and a sense of urgency, subhanAllah, that we have to do something. It's like you, you, you're in a current and the tide has taken you and in front of you is a waterfall, right? And between you and the waterfall is a branch. And that's your only savior now. To grab that branch, this is the minimum requirement. We're not talking about, will the branch have fruits? Will you be able to eat? Will you be... We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about just saving your life. The minimum viable effort required from you is to grab that branch. And this is the reality, subhanAllah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts us in at the beginning of the surah. Everyone is drowning in loss, except a select group of people. And they are a select group because of the following practices. Subhanallah. Allah says, except for the believers who do good deeds, who practice da'wah, and they're patient. Subhanallah. It's amazing. It's an amazing surah. So short, but so deep. So deep. And you know, I pondered over the surah for, for a long time that subhanallah, why did Allah signal da'wah and patience in terms of good deeds? Because Allah said, except those who believe, right? And do good deeds. And we know da'wah is from good deeds. And we know patience is from good from the good deeds as well. So why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, except those who do good deeds, but then he highlighted for us subhanahu wa ta'ala, da'wah and patience. And for the benefit of the discussion, since we have tapped into the surah, a conclusion that I reached in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best is that without patience, you can't have da'wah. And without da'wah, you can't have good deeds. And without good deeds, your iman is going to suffer. And if your iman suffers, you're going to miss holding on to that branch. And you're going to fall down the waterfall. And at the bottom of it is the fire of Jahannam. Allahul Musta'an is punishment and loss and doom and gloom. Subhanallah. Allah knows best. But if we look at the surah from, uh, from the end, moving inwards, right? Allah says, 
iman, then he says good deeds, then he says da'wah, then he says patience. So if we go backwards, without patience, you can't have da'wah. If you don't have patience, da'wah is going to fall. Because to do da'wah, brothers and sisters in Islam, to propagate Islam, and to teach Islam to other people, and also to be a proper Muslims, to be da'is to ourselves, right? We propagate Islam to ourselves, to remain upon uh, the straight path, remain upon the do's, stay away from the don'ts. This is da'wah. You need patience. Yourself wants to go in the wrong direction. You have to be patient and hold yourself in, rein yourself in. This is da'wah, right? People will not listen to you. You have to be persistent. That's da'wah, right? People will need you to try different approaches. That's da'wah, right? It needs patience. Without patience, you can't have da'wah. But without da'wah, you can't have good deeds. Without da'wah, good deeds will drop. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in another part of the Quran, when he, he mentioned the fall of Banu Israel, what was, you know, from the reasons of them falling was what? They left da'wah. They left propagating good. They left being advocates against evil. And then what happened? They started practicing the evil themselves and leaving the good themselves. Subhanallah. That's what they did. They didn't stop the evil. And then after some time, they became so desensitized, they started doing it themselves. Subhanallah. Without da'wah, good deeds will go down. Without good deeds, brothers and sisters in Islam, our iman will drop. Our iman will drop. Because iman is about faith and actions that the faith mandates. Right? And based on the actions, will our faith go up? And that's why from the strongest pillars of Islam is the salah. And it's five times a day. And the scholars of Islam explain that if we waste the salah, then the iman is going to fall. It's from the strongest uh, of, of good deeds that keeps the pillar of iman up, keeps our faith healthy. Subhanallah. And without our, without our good deeds, as we've said, the iman will drop. And when the iman drops, then there's only failure. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding and make us ponder over the meanings of the Quran. Anyway, today's episode is not about Surah Al-Asr, but it's about the practice of taking care of time and advising other people to look after time and advising ourselves to look after time, especially in light of how fast Ramadan is moving. We know how many people were with us last Ramadan. They wanted this Ramadan. They passed away days, maybe moments before Ramadan kicked in, subhanallah. We don't know if this will be our last Ramadan, brothers and sisters in Islam. Right? So we need to bring ourselves together and, and, and bring everything that we need to and do everything that we have to to ensure that we rein in ourselves and move into the second 10 days of Ramadan in a stronger way in preparation for the last 10 days of Ramadan. And someone might say, are you sharing the advice too early? Wallahi, given how fast time is going by, it's never too early to tell people to rein themselves in. And I know when Ramadan kicks in, some of us didn't manage to have a, an amazing Sha'ban in preparation for Ramadan. So this first week has gone in, ter in terms of climatizing and getting used to fasting and getting used to uh, change sleep patterns and so on and so forth. And today, even with, with lockdowns and so on and so forth and certain uncertainties, people have been going through different journeys in their own capacities, which might have made it difficult to come with a Ramadan that we'd sit back now and say, Alhamdulillah. Alright, but we should always say Alhamdulillah irrespective of circumstance and situation because Alhamdulillah we are breathing, we have a chance, Ramadan hasn't ended. And Alhamdulillah Allah will judge us based on the strength of our ending. SubhanAllah, if the ending is strong, inshallah Allah will take the rewards of the ending and apply it across all 29 or 30 days. So don't lose hope. This is a message of hope. Time is running out is a fact. It's sharing a fact. It's, it's to, if I'm creating anxiety and anxiousness and urgency, then Alhamdulillah that is needed but not in a negative way, brothers and sisters in Islam, rather in a positive way, that we 
use that urgency, we use that anxiety to sit down and fix things, right? And I don't mean negative anxiety, I mean anxiousness, we feel subhanallah, we need to get ourselves together, that's a good feeling, we need to, we need to because we don't know how uh, how many Ramadans we have left in our life and we do know how fast this Ramadan subhanallah is already leaving us by. So let us take the lessons from this moment of the first eight days of Ramadan and um, Try and correct things, tweak things, right? Try and uh, sort out the priorities, sort out our timetable. Let us look at the factors that have caused us to, um, to not achieve what we wanted to achieve. Have we overset our targets during the first eight days? It wasn't us being pragmatic and practical. If so, let's reduce it so we, we ensure that we burn in as we get to the last 10 days of Ramadan and not burn out. Right? So let us put in the necessary checks and balances, dot the I's, cross the T's in terms of these things. Let us sit down today and have reflective moments over ourselves during the first eight days of Ramadan. And what can we do to ensure that we are much better during the next 10 of Ramadan? And what can we do to ensure that we are even greater during the last 10 of Ramadan? Not forgetting that the last 10 of Ramadan might entail us having to actually stay awake throughout the entire night and uh, change our entire day, right? In fact, we should, and this was the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, but however, I'm mentioning it using these words, being sensitive to different people's circumstances and situations. No doubt some people have to be awake during the day, which means they uh, they have to have some sleep at night. But if possible, brothers and sisters in Islam, especially now with isolation and lockdown, and we have more control of our timetables, right? We can, we can do some of the things that we might have considered radical before, like staying up the whole night and using the day to sleep and, 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 and uh, carry out other acts of worship and then getting ready for uh, the night as well. And inshallah, in future episodes, we'll discuss tips to ensure that we have amazing nights and what can we can do during the day to ensure that we have those amazing nights. So let us use these moments, brothers and sisters in Islam. Now, uh, in Arabic, we say, um, people are asking about uh, this narration that says the first 10 of Ramadan is... Um, is, is mercy and the next 10 is forgiveness and the last 10 is freedom from the hellfire. This narration um, has been reported by Ibn Khuzayma from uh, the companion Salman al-Farisi radiallahu uh, However, the narration is weak due to someone in the chain of narrators who is considered weak, whose name is Ali ibn Zayd uh, ibn Jad'an and uh, this narration um, hasn't been considered by the scholars of hadith as something authentic that we can attribute to the Prophet ﷺ without doubt. In fact, it's more likely that we can't uh, attribute this narration to the Prophet ﷺ. It's a weak narration. And also, the reality of the other narrations of Ramadan uh, testify against what this narration is saying because we are taught in the sunnah that all of Ramadan is freedom from the hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every night is freeing people from the hellfire. Alhamdulillah. Alright, so with regards to this narration, it's weak. However, in terms of our application, let us go from strength to strength. Okay, brothers and sisters in Islam, don't become overwhelmed over what's past. Don't let the first eight days of Ramadan affect you negatively moving into the next um, uh, 12 days just before the last 10 days. Use the first eight days to gather the necessary motivation to tweak what needs tweaking and get ourselves ready for the last 10. Because as I said, and I repeat, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge us based on our endings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us uh, the understanding. Ameen. I leave you all with the following advice. وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Good deeds, good deeds, good deeds, good deeds, but burn in and don't burn out. وَتَوَاصُوا بِالْحَقِّ Practice da'wah. 
right? Da'wah is important and Ramadan is a month of da'wah. And remember, brothers and sisters in Islam, people see us before they hear us. So even in how they see us is a form of da'wah, have the intention that, you know, you're doing da'wah in terms of your, your character and so on and so forth because Ramadan is that month. And we know that the Battle of Badr happened during the month of Ramadan and the 12th of Ramadan is synonymous with uh, the Battle of Badr and events pertaining to the Battle of Badr. So Ramadan is a month of da'wah. We have to do da'wah. And we have to be patient. And no doubt, Ramadan is a month of fasting and a month of patience. In fact, some of the scholars of tafsir have explained the ayah in the Quran, Seek assistance through sabr and salah. Some of the scholars of tafsir say sabr here refers to fasting. Right? Whilst we know commonly sabr refers to patience, but given how synonymous fasting is with patience and Ramadan is with patience, we must do da'wah and we must be patient and patience and da'wah and good deeds and iman all go hand in hand. Look after these things, brothers and sisters in Islam. May Allah accept what has passed. Ameen. And bless what remains. Ameen. And until next time, wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.